1: welcome to the new growth podcast with nikki walton join her as she explores divine love as a key to spiritual growth empowered service and inner and outer success if you'd like to support nikki's podcast please visit beherenownetwork.com forward slash nikki Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of New Growth. I am your host, Nikki Walton. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with Major, also known as Brandon Michael Green. He's a producer, a rapper, singer, and songwriter. And he's worked with Justin Bieber, Trey Songs, Monica, Frank Ocean, and has had successful campaigns with Pepsi and Disney. And I mean, that's Major. All that's Major. And Major mainstream, right? But you're also bringing this power of sound and sound healing into your mainstream music work so thank you so much for joining me
2: thank you thank you for having me
1: and I want to start with the same question I usually start with which is how are you experiencing this present moment how are you experiencing this now
2: um that's a really good question thank you for that um so it's the question, how, what is my experience at this present moment or how, or what ways do I experience the present moment?
1: You know, that's good too. I want to know how you're experiencing this now. And then I would love to hear how you experience the nows when you're creating music, whether you're singing or writing.
2: Beautiful. Well, that's, that's great at it. Cause that connects, that kind of connects them. So at this moment, I'm feeling grateful and, and super um, grateful to be here on, on your podcast. We shared a little bit before we got started and just um, to be amongst people who are having a similar vision and um, intention, but coming from different parts. You know, um, I think it's always great when people come together with a, a good intention. So I'm really grateful at this moment. And then connecting to what you said, before uh for me music is one of the tools that i use to get into the present moment um and i think that music is actually a shortcut for that for most people and a lot of us don't know how to be present and so one of the reasons why i personally believe and this is just my like what i have like an intuition kind of thing or is Mm -hmm. that music is so valuable to people because even going to a live concert for example like it forces you to be right there you can only hear sound at this moment you can't hear it from back you can't hear what's going to come in so I think music kind of forces you to like uh you know by its essence and I think that's one of the reasons why it's so soothing and healing is that um just it puts you in a state where you're actually here. Cause you can only hear the sound right now, you know.
1: That is and powerful and like, so true.
2: Yeah, so I think music is is definitely um a way uh to be present.
1: I hear that you have a new single out today. Yes. And <laughs> tell me do. about it's, that and tell me about this 444 hurt situation.
2: That's great that you said tell me because it's actually called Tell Me That You Love Me Again.
1: Look, at and, uh, see? see how things work? It's,
2: it's synchronicity, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited. So we made a, so my vision at this moment is to bring sound healing into mainstream music. And um, I started before I produced for um, just a lot of really good people in the industry, which was more on the focus of just something that you hear on the radio, just something normal. I didn't really have any kind of spirit, spiritual or um, scientific or any any real intention. To be honest, it was just I was you know I was blessed to get into music industry. I started producing in the industry when I was seventeen. And
1: I saw that you would put music on MySpace. Is that right? I got in through MySpace. That's yes, so
2: dope. <laughs> I got in through MySpace, um, and I connected with people who are now like international like superstars. But at the time, we were just on MySpace, and. As you know, my journey went along in music, I was grateful to work with all those people. And um, but it was never an intention of let's make, you know, let's try to heal people with this or let's try to put something out. It was just fun, you know, you kid, I'm traveling around the world, I'm getting paid money to make music and that and that's kind of what it was. So now my vision and is to bring sound healing into that kind of mainstream world and so uh i made an album called volume one frequency which is the first mainstream album in history that is made in all 432 hertz frequency
1: and it's amazing
2: thank you (laughs) i could listen
1: to it like all the way through
2: thank you so much and i'm super grateful because it's now it has you know the album has millions of streams and it has reached a, a, a place where i not at all i did not at all make up the idea of making music at 432 or 444 that's been as you know in yoga communities in spiritual communities even doctors they use this um you know they use these frequencies so i'm i'm not at all the first person to do that but we are what the first is it to-
1: exactly like i've seen it. And I've of course listened to it, but what what's
2: the yeah. definition? Okay, so I'll tell you. So, most music that is made today, there was a thing called a Music Standardization Act um, that happened years ago. And most music that's made today is made in one frequency A equals 440 hertz. That's the standard tuning. Okay. And that's what I was using since I was 16, 17. That's what's been happening. And any song you listen to, whether it's electronic, pop, rock, classical, they're using this same frequency tuning. And so it's kind of stepping out of the box because every the standard is 440. If you buy a keyboard or if you buy a guitar tuner or whatever, it's gonna be like pretty much locked into that setting. And that was a result of um, you know, some people have there's conspiracy theories about why that's bad and why they said that, you know, and I and if someone's interested in that, they can look it up, but you know, um, I started to notice that why is every, why is all the music in the same frequency first like that? And then, um, you know, how can we use frequency to actually do something good? You know, because it's obviously a big part of our life. You know, frequency is what's allowing us to talk right now through exact waveform that's sending exact frequency to some satellite that sent it exactly to you. Only to you, right? At a certain band specific enough that it doesn't go to your neighbor's phone. It doesn't go to ever mixed, but it's a certain frequency rate that... So, I don't know. I just started to try to um, be more intentional with that and bring that into... mainstream you got to tell me if I go to to nerd because I am kind of super nerdy about this and I, I can really no
1: we love here at new growth we love nerd okay. <laughs> this okay. is what we do okay. so no please all the information you want to share is very helpful for us
2: yeah so we just started to find try to find ways to um, bring some of this knowledge that as I've because you know I, I now have gone on a journey of going to Peru and Machu Picchu and the pyramids of Egypt and really study and these ancient societies and cultures knew about sound and using sound for, you know, healing and for good. And even monks used the chanting with the, um, you know, other mantras and things like yeah. that. So, so, uh, I'm not, you know, it's just kind of trying to bridge the gap between that world and the music that you just hear on the radio. And that's why I use 432. And, um, cause that one's also connected to many, many things you can, check out and then 444 is also one that people use and I, and I wanted them to be around that 440 mark because that's what people are normally hearing I, I wanted it to be a song that you know it could mix in with the other ones it, it doesn't sound like anything totally radical or any like yoga music or spa music I wanted it to just sound like a song you could hear in the radio just normal song and mm-hmm. so that's why we choose those so I'm super excited to now start using 444 which is not tell me that you love you Tell me that you love me again, which came out today. So everyone, please check that out. It's really, That's really cool. Amazing,
1: amazing. So you do this music for yourself. Are you producing music for others in these same hurts? As yes,
2: well? yes. I'm nice. producing music for many artists in these frequencies. Um we already released some under with this artist um, who, who's in our in our company, Intentional Media. His name's Yashua. Everyone check him out. We already released some in, in different frequencies with him, and then I'm producing for Many many artists in a a big scale who are um, we did some with Isa in Brazil who was awesome Brazilian artist beautiful awesome Brazilian artist um her voice her message her energy Um, and that one is on YouTube called Let Me Be the One we did that one at 432 hertz and what's cool Mm -hmm. is that on those ones I don't even say I don't even like so on my songs I'm making a standard to put the frequency in the title
1: right
2: and those songs we don't even say. So it's mm-hmm. meant, it's not meant to be something where people pay attention. It's more to be a subtle, subtle shift.
1: Yeah, yeah I like how you call it intentional healing frequencies. Like, yeah, it's your intent. And you, you started the album from 2020 with an intention, right? Yes. What was that intention? Yeah.
2: My intention is to inspire, to spark and ignite the fire of your desire. If any one of these words, lyrics, frequency, tones lifts you up or inspires you in any way, then my mission is complete and my vibration has reached your frequency.
1: That's so beautiful. When I first heard that after being introduced to your music by Barry Goldstein, I was like, this is interesting. This is new. And then like, I think the first, yeah, shout out to him. The first song that shuffled after Your Intention was 24 Freestyle. No, no, it wasn't. It was the one with Juicy J. Juicy J, show up first, that uh, song. And I was like, this is the kind of music that I would listen to when I was going to the club, like getting ready with the girls. But it's, it felt a little different. Like it felt really good. And I don't think it was placebo effect. I'm like, this is real. This is nice.
2: That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm really, really grateful that um, it's been, I'm really grateful. Yeah.
1: I liked um, I Love You off of that one, too. What was the artist on that on that song? Oh,
2: yes. Her name's Gracie. Beautiful, um, awesome spirit as well. Colombian. She's from Colombia. And one of our intentions is to merge cultures, like music is a universal language, and she does Spanish in that song. And then I have some songs yeah. people doing Portuguese, because, you know, I, I want to break as many barriers as, as possible.
1: So where were you? How old were you when you first heard about the ability to heal? with
2: music um so that was a bit of a journey um i was um i was in the music industry already for you know doing really doing awesome and i had i I had a vision that i always wanted to do something to help kids or help the world i I always had that and i thought that because my music was doing so well that as a producer that i would just you know use the money that i was making from that to make a center or something to help kids but then i i got um diagnosed with cancer I'm a cancer survivor. Wow. I had leukemia. And it kind of um made me look at more immediate ways that I could make an impact. Because, you know, that whole down the line thing was like, this is weird, you know, I had to go to chemo. So different, yeah. different things. So uh, I started trying to find, that's, that's what kind of led me on the search of, like, I realized that the music was a powerful tool I had right in front of me to do change. I didn't have to wait. Like you talk about now, like I could, I could be putting things in my music now, and yes. at first I tried it with lyrics, but the songs weren't. I tried to write like positive lyrics, like change your life and do this, you know, and it, it was kind of like it wasn't. It wasn't super cool, you know.
1: It wasn't meeting um, people for, where they were, right?
2: Exactly, and and for and for I feel like this the skill set that I had developed at that point. Those that the, people weren't trying to hear that, and and I and I and I I wasn't even trying to hear that. Like sometimes I. Sometimes it's okay to listen to music that says, you know, lift up your life and do better sometimes or or even just and then sometimes people just want to dance or sometimes people just yeah. want to hear something that's just fun or whatever so I started to look into how can I put the message in the in the frequency in the sound and be able to say la 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 dance, whatever anything and still be getting be getting like you know getting through and actually helping and giving us a good energy you know and then also just inspiring um, our intention is kind of just to inspire other artists to follow to like, at least be aware of the possibility of using music intentionally and frequency, mm-hmm. and trying to think about ways to do that. So, it's it's a um, forever and ongoing process. But I'm grateful to be kind of you know in the one of the ones who's helping be a bridge, just helping be, I feel like it's yeah. inevitable to happen anyway. So,
1: yeah, just definitely.
2: grateful to um kind of help help it happen.
1: Did you have any specific teachers or any other artists that inspired you to go down this path?
2: Oh, man, so many teachers from, um... Yeah, from even from the science community, Robert Grant, um, from the spiritual community, many yoga teachers, many pastors, many, many, like, yes, so many people. Um, went to Egypt. I went to Machu Picchu when I seen Harriman. Um... Very, I mean, like I've read, I've been teach, I've been like t- taught by people through their books and through their YouTubes and Jay Shetty, my friend who's an ex-monk, um, he, he told me about the power of mantras and how each mantra is a unique frequencies, certain frequencies to change their state of consciousness. Yes. So I was just like, whoa, that kind of, you know, it, it, all of these things kind of sparked me along the path to realize like there's a real power and sound that you know, we can use. So Absolutely. many, many, so many people. I, I, I've i probably forgotten most of the people, but there's, like to list them right there, but there's so many people who have really been, um, I'm grateful to have helped me, kind of help steer me on the, on the direction.
1: I have a mantra practice. It's been off and on for many years, but for the last yes. 91 days, every morning I get up, before the sun so at like 5 30 ish and I sit wow. for about almost two hours and do my mantra and it's Sanskrit. Wow. Wanna, so I'm sure Jay Shetty would know the one that I do. It's the Maha mantra, Hare Krishna. Um, and it's been just three months and so much has changed from the end. Really? What do you beautiful. what
2: what what has changed?
1: <laughs> Some things I can't even share yet. Um wow just shifts, Life alignment. Yes. So actual material world, physical stuff has changed in just three months. Changes started happening within a month and I didn't start the practice for that reason. Um, I've tried to keep up a mantra practice since about 2013. And I would start with a Sanskrit mantra, but then I would fall right off the wagon because law of attraction readings and stuff would come in. I'm like, well, let me do an affirmation instead. Let me affirm success or something else. And then I would shift back into just being, you know, into Rama or Hare Krishna or Om, And then I'd do that for maybe a half a month and then get right back into my affirmations. And I could feel the truth. In the, in the mantra. And that's why this time I stuck with it. I've been doing it pretty steadily since last March, but I didn't start with the Maha Mantra every morning before the sun until 91 days ago. And it's been wow. beautiful. It's been beautiful. And wow. I keep the mantra going throughout the day too. So it's of course in the morning sitting with it solely, but then during the day I have it, it's always in the back of my mind, always in my heart. And whenever I'm running. upset, right, whenever anything happens where I feel off kilter, I recognize I'm not upset. I just forgot the mantra. And then the mantra, I can hear the mantra inside. I can hear it and then I'm back. And then I forget. And then I hear it again and I'm back. And I try to stay as long as I can. And then I lose it and then I'm back. (laughs) So yeah, all day. But it's been powerful and I know it's sound. I know it's sound. And it's even more powerful when I'm saying it out loud than just in my mind. Um, Just in my mind is powerful too because it keeps you very focused when you're saying it with your mouth. You, your mind can wander, right? You can think about other things even though your mouth is still mouthing it. Um, wow. So there's benefits to both. Saying a, Do you find shiny.
2: that you get a greater um, benefit from the mantra than you did with your affirmations?
1: Absolutely, 100%. And the mantra makes it so that I am aware of love, what I call divine love or like that God energy presence, the I am the whole time I'm doing my practice, the whole time I'm saying the mantra or thinking the mantra or hearing the mantra, I like to say, um, I am aware of that presence. I'll even set the intention for every round around my mala. I'll say, I'm going to stay aware of presence the whole time. And so I stay aware of that presence the whole time around. And it's it makes the rounds go quicker, too, because <clears throat> time isn't right. <laughs> when you're just in that presence, time is not in the time. It just flies by Um, So yeah, very powerful. I've always given just examples of like not having to vision board or not needing to affirm something. I talk about my trip to South Africa. The last one I had, which was in 2018, um, around Christmas time. I was not affirming, but I ended up meeting Oprah and getting to talk to her about this very type of stuff. And then I ended up on stage with Coldplay with Coldplay on stage, throwing out um, love buttons into the crowd. The people Crazy. that were there was a stadium, a soccer stadium for the Global Citizen Festival. I wasn't vision boarding for that experience. And it happened in five days time to go from St. Louis, Missouri, Ferguson, Missouri, to <laughs> Africa, just that quick and meet all of these people. It was a blessing. I couldn't So what, have do, you,
2: what do you make of that? What do you make um, that, that, that helped that manifest? So what, love, what
1: practicing love. That so was, I had,
0: that?
1: yeah, I wasn't doing, well, so I always look back at my journals to see what I was on at the time, like what I was doing mm-hmm. the most, what I was reading. I take a lot of screenshots and during the months leading up to that Africa trip, I had bought another copy of Be Here Now by Ram Das. which right, Ram Dass. meant that I was, of course, doing Rama. I was doing some mantra, some, probably Ram um, over and over and over. And that was the day I learned about the guy, um, the CEO of Love Button that was going to later help me get to Africa and blog on their behalf. So it was bizarre. Ah. It was like a three month unfolding that I didn't know what was happening consciously. I was just moving in spirit, but it's not shocking to me looking back. And I just found this out like a couple of months ago that it was, be Here Now. That was another repurchase because I've repurchased Beautiful. it many times over the years. Um, yes. I repurchased it before I reached out to Be Here Now Network to talk with them, you know, about leading meditations. And here we are now, you know, so I feel like there's a major shift in my life whenever I pick up a mantra. And
0: I Can love all the quotes about them. Mm-hmm.
2: I know that I'm like, um,
1: interviewing me. Lot, I'm really <laughs> I love it. I'm interviewing
2: you. <laughs> Can you share a bit about what that like just real quick how you do a mantra practice
1: yep so the main thing is to know you, that said, Ram. To be going. you said Ram yeah.
2: sorry sorry you said Ram like how, how how do you yeah how do you do it
1: so Ram for me is that presence it's another name of the presence um it's a name of God but there's many 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 names of God so Ram is just one and you can pick whichever one you want The Maha mantra is Hare Krishna and also Hare Ram. So it's all those names and you repeat those. While I'm saying the name aloud, I'm thinking it, I'm hearing it, and I'm also using my mala. So I'm keeping count on my mala. And that's when I'm doing the formal practice every morning and every night. I do 16 rounds in the morning, which is 108 times 108 times
2: six. Yes.
1: Sixteen. 108 times 16 in the morning. And 108. In the morning. Yeah. It takes a long time.
2: So that's related to 432. It's 108, two octaves higher. is 432. It's wow. And you do that like four that. times. So we're, we're connected already.
1: That's dope. Yeah. So and then do I do it at night rounds. four. Yeah. I do four more and at four night. Four at night. Yeah. But during the day, like I said, all day, I'm going back to it. I'm hearing it. I listen to the music because that's the other thing about the mantras. There, it's music too, kirtan music. So I can listen to Krishnadas sing the Maha Mantra. I can listen to him sing Hare Ram and I can sing along. So that becomes my day. And it, it's not just the material effects, but it's just the joy. I wake up excited to not just do the same stuff I usually do, but there's love there and excitement to be able to practice again, to be able to sing again, to be able to love again. Um I always say like in the morning, I'm super tired because I have kids and I don't usually get in bed until like 11, sometimes 12. And so at 530, that comes quick. And I don't feel like getting up, but I always say like, this is my true employment. My real work is sitting in God's presence. So I'm getting up in the service of God. I'm doing this practice as a service to God. And then I'm still tired. I'm aware of Nikki and her tiredness. And I watch her begin chanting. But like Two rounds in, the fatigue is gone and the joy is there and more pronounced. And wow, races—that's beautiful. Races. Yeah, it's a powerful practice, and I'm so—I'm proud that it's been happening this long here, like uninterrupted. And I think it's also because we're not traveling. When I'm traveling, stuff gets off kilter fast. I lose my routines very quickly. So
2: yeah, and there's something really powerful about consistency of doing something every day. There's that compounding effect that you know I've been saying now. My new thing is that the, the change really comes and progress comes through consistency, not intensity. Yeah. And I used to, you know, go for the intensity. So I'm gonna get this right now. I'm gonna go to the Same. gym and by tonight I'm gonna be <laughs> <Yep>. ripped. <laughs> I'm gonna spend ten hours.
1: Yep. That's how I do. You know, and then
2: that's not. Run and then that's not ragged. sustainable. Right? We don't sustain it. We get hurt. We don't. It doesn't work. But now, like you said, 91 days of doing something, oh, I bet it's it's so it's so in a flow. Now you would almost feel strange to not do it.
1: Yeah, for sure. As Even though time. every morning I'm like, oh, here we go. But then like I yeah. said, it kicks in just like that. And I'm happy that I did it. Beautiful. Beautiful. What's your practice?
2: Um, this year, uh, my practice is just a I went back all the way to the basics of um I'm doing meditation. I do 22 minutes of in the morning mm. of breath. Just counting breath. Love it. That's it. I had to go all the way back. For a lot of things I'm doing, I had to go back to the beginning, like to the fundamental basics.
1: That's Social a mantra media. too. Breath is mantra. It's always happening. It's oh, always yeah.
2: there. Always oh there. yeah. And then I just count to ten, inhale, exhale. And then when it gets to you know, when it gets to ten, I start over. Yeah. Whenever I lose the track of the focus, I bring it back, you know, and that's just um that's just been my practice because we're we're in alignment on a lot too. Like my whole, my main intention for this year is to be present for the entire yeah. the entire year. I don't wanna miss one second I haven't yes. had at all. You know?
1: Yeah.
2: And so um yeah, anything that helps me feel presence. But that's like my more formal practice. And then there's many, many other little things to the day that I'm doing.
1: What do you do when you get an email that you don't like or a text you don't like or a phone call you didn't like and you feel that familiar energy? You know, the kind of energy. Everybody knows that energy when it comes up. The one that you don't like, that discomfort, dis-ease. What's your, what do you do?
2: Um, I go to gratitude. I go look, I look right in my immediate environment because there's not, there's never a time where we got to look far gratitude like i i'm grateful that all my body moves correctly like going through cancer and all those things and even just anyone who's been through even if it had a toothache before like i'm just happy that my teeth are fine like that I, I can move like my i can jump i can run like i try to just find so many and quickly i'm like the gratitude overwhelms whatever is the problem because you're right the problems are never really right up on us like even a call or email that's like a that's an idea of some problem, like a mental construct, maybe I mean. some money yeah. or something or or a person or a relate. That's like something far away. But like, there's never a problem right here. Like right here, we have a place where we're a shelter. You know, we have like body moving. We have probably food in our refrigerator. Control temperature. You know, <laughs> room temperature is good. Yeah. You know, we got like, it's quiet. I I can hear you. It's not, you got, you got equipment set up. You know, we're yeah. doing a, um, a podcast to, to to send out a message that's in our like in our hearts and in our you know a part of our purpose so like I don't know for me it's so easy when I go to gratitude to get off of that mode and, and even forget about what of course there's always going to be things that you don't like you know but there's so much things that's good right in front of our eyes and so if we can just go into that um for me it helps.
1: You just described a very high-level gratitude practice. I share that a lot where I'm like, don't go to I'm thankful for stuff, ideas, things that, of course, you should be thankful for, but that are not present in the moment. So I could say I'm thankful for my children, for my family, but in this now, I'm thankful for a comfortable chair to sit in, you know, for good sound. And that's what you just described. And so doing that, every time you can remember, setting an alarm on your phone, to remember to do that during the day brings you back to the now brings you back to presence. And when you're in this now, in this presence, there's that love, there's that peace that assures you that all is well, all is well.
2: Absolutely. Any, any other ones is kind of, and I don't know if this is the right word, these word means things, but for me, any other ones are kind of like an ego thing. If I could say I'm thankful for a career or something like that, mm-hmm. that's like a, that's like a shape of identity, but. If I say I'm thankful for this water in my hand, like that's that's exactly. directly, that's directly. Um, and I am grateful for the other things too, you know?
1: Of course, of course. But yeah, no, I hear you. Even when I'm like about to sit in the morning and I go to pray, when I'm already in the presence, when I'm appearing as love, when I am Nikki as love, you know, love appearing as Nikki, there is nothing to pray for, nothing to worry about, nothing. Like there's no words that come. The mantra comes. It's just the mantra that comes. And I can see that. It, I only have things to pray for and worry about and want when I'm not in that center. Absolutely. So tell me how we can support you in your mission to bring this healing into mainstream music.
2: That's a good question. How can you support me in the mission to help bring mainstream um, I think one way is by. Um, I, my, my intention is really to inspire people to to inspire. So if, you know, something that I'm doing inspires you to just be more of what you know, more of that love that you talk about. So I think by being love in yourself, and by being the most pure version of love at every moment, I think that's the best way to support me and everyone else too at the same time. So um, yeah, I think that's the best way, you know. And then like on a physical, like more like actual level, is maybe if you if something resonates to share it with others. I think that you know, anytime we share things that connect to us, we um, help lift our brothers and sisters up and our families up. I think that's that's always a beautiful thing. Mm,
1: yeah, so he wants us to be love now and to follow him on IG at Major, M-A-E-J-O-R.
2: M-A-E-J-O-R, yes. On Instagram awesome. and everywhere, yes. Awesome.
1: Excellent. Well, thank you so much for sharing, sharing your gifts with the world, your light with the world, sharing it with us here today too.
2: Thank you so much for having me and, for, and also for for sharing sharing um the insights and just perspectives that you have I think it's very valuable and I'm grateful to be here with you
1: Uh, thank you and thank you all so much at home for tuning in again I'll be back soon I love you and remember to be love now